0: This is Dave, and I'm here with Ethan, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 121-inch.
1: On this week's episode, it's the conclusion of our interview with actor Sam Levine, known for everything from freaks and geeks, to inglorious bastards, to the Kevin Pollack chat show. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird
2: Al Podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about weird, Al. weird Al You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are.
0: Welcome everybody to episode 121 inch. We hope that everyone enjoyed part one of our interview with Sam Levine last week and the first two episodes of the Black and white and Weird All Over bonus series that dropped last week as well.
1: I had so much fun listening back to that first half of the Sam Levine interview from last week. He is so funny. Such an awesome guest. I cannot wait for everyone to hear the rest of the interview coming up later this episode.
0: Yeah, we covered so much with Sam last week. I don't know what's left to cover with him this week. Well, you're just going to have to find out, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to find out what we're going to talk to Sam about this week.
1: Well, and You mentioned the black and white and weird all over bonus episodes. I remember recording those a while ago and listening back to them. It is just so much fun getting to sit down, look at the book, and have Bermuda talk about all the pictures and everything else that's going on. So that was really
0: fun to get to listen to those again this weekend. Yeah, well, luckily everybody who did not go to Fest last weekend had an opportunity to listen to those amazing episodes that we dropped because as we know last weekend of course was Fum Fest as well
1: I just had a blast looking at all the pictures and all the updates people were posting all weekend I was so jealous and I just really wish that Dave you and I could have been there celebrating 51 years of the Dr. Demento show
0: Yeah, well, it definitely was a busy week last week for Weird Al fans and for fans of comedy music in general, and it looks like it's going to be another really busy week this week, too. So let's check out This Week in Weird Al-Related News.
1: This Friday, August 27th, it's the three-year anniversary of Weird Al receiving a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Dave, can you believe it's been three years already?
0: Wow, I cannot believe it has been three years. What a great day that was. It was one of the most fun and at the same time, one of the most craziest days of my life.
1: (laughs) I feel like it is one of the most important days that I've ever lived related to my Weird Al fandom. So that was just so much fun.
0: Yeah, it's right up there with the day we decided to start a podcast all about Weird Al (laughs) (laughs) Yankovic.
1: And even though it was only three years ago, it's still like there's so much happening. It just it feels like a blur. What do you remember from three years ago?
0: Oh, well, blur, that is the right word to use, because that whole day is pretty much a blur to me. I mean, it was so wild to get to see so many friends and fans that came out there and the celebrities that came out there and, of course, getting called out in front of everyone that was there on Hollywood Boulevard, <laughs> and partying in the world-famous Viper Room. Oh, yeah, and, and finally getting to see Weird Al get his star after all those years, too, of course.
1: Dave, remind me, how many years were you and Vicky DeVries, Rhymes with Cheese, actually working on getting that star? Just to remind us.
0: Well, we first had the idea back in 2003, so I'll let you do the math.
1: Whoa. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad that you guys had that idea because everyone there and across the globe, Weird Al fans, just had such an amazing time that day.
0: You know, I still get excited every time I see people post pictures of themselves on social media with the star. It's so cool getting to see that the star still brings happiness to so many fans. And Ethan, you were actually there too that day. So what are some of your favorite memories from that day?
1: I I remember getting there super, super early and it, it was just... It went by so fast, though, because there was just so much going on. There's so many friends and, like you said, other fans and and people around, stuff happening. But, you know, nothing beats getting to see Steve J performing at the Viper Room and then Weird Al and Dr. Demento show up and surprise us. I mean, that just can't be beat. Yeah,
0: that was such an amazing time at the Viper Room. Well, if you want to relive that day with us, you can check out episode 17-inch, where we talk to my StarFund partner, Vicky DeVries, rhymes with cheese, all about our journey to help get Weird Al, his star, and all of our escapades on that day.
1: And from a fan perspective, definitely go back to last year and check out episode 69-inch, where we talked to Jackson Scoggins and Polly Esther, two of the most eccentric attendees with incredible stories from that day.
0: If you're ever in Hollywood, it is a must-see to stop at Weird Al Star for any Weird Al fan. So for more information, such as the star's location or to watch the ceremony and to see the list of all the amazing fans who made it happen, you can check out all that information on WeirdAlStar.com.
1: We have some exciting news to share Remember how we did an entire episode talking about how we spent an entire weekend trying to track down the three-inch vinyl singles of Weird Al's Beat on the
0: Brat Ramones cover? Of course I do. And as you may remember, those were limited to only 1,500 copies and they sold out nearly instantly in record stores across the world. Now people are regularly selling them online for 40, 50, or even $60 or more. So here's the exciting news. While supplies last,
1: DementedPunk.com is selling the three-inch singles on their website for only $19.99. Now it's a limited quantity, it's limited to one per household.
0: Ethan and myself, we have insane weird out collections. So take it from us when we say that these are a must-have for Weird Al collectors. Not only are they a good investment, they're also so pretty stinking cool and unique. So head on over to DementedPunk.com if you still need one, so you can avoid the scalpers and make your collection happy.
1: Now we have some very sad news to report. The longtime Rolling Stones drummer, Charlie Watts, passed away yesterday at age 80.
0: Now, Charlie was regarded as one of the best drummers of all time, and he played on all of the Rolling Stones' studio albums. Now, the Rolling Stones'
1: influence on Weird Al is quite apparent in his body of work, and Al has covered the Rolling Stones so many times during his and their long-storied careers.
0: Now, perhaps... The most obvious is during the Hot Rocks polka off of UHF, Original Motion Picture, Soundtrack, and Other Stuff, which is an entire polka medley of Rolling Stones songs. Now, prior to that, Al included Jumpin' Jack Flash
1: in Polkas on 45 from the Weird Al Yankovic in 3D album... And later, during the ridiculously self-indulgent ill-advised vanity tour, Al and the band performed a cover of
0: Honky Tonk Women. Other Rolling Stones connections include a few songs from early on in Al's career, where he performed a live mashup of the Rolling Stones' Miss You and the Ballad of Jed Clampett, and he also parodied Shattered in one of his early live food medleys.
1: From all of us here at Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast, our deepest condolences to Charlie Watts' fans, family, and friends, and Charlie, gillin' chillin' peace.
0: Well, from one exceptional drummer to another, John Bermuda Schwartz, the best drummer of all time, will be doing a free performance at the El Segundo Art Walk on Saturday, August 28th from 5 to 8 p.m. Hollywood Star Time.
1: John will be performing with a Brian Sisson band at the corner of Penn and Franklin, so if you're in Southern California, you cannot miss it. And Bermuda says he won't even know which songs he's playing until right before that song starts.
0: Yeah, from Brian's website, and I quote, "...the players must all learn tunes on the fly, experimenting and enjoying the music in real-time, glitches and all." The song list is intentionally simple, with some jazz standards, some old pop and rock, some R&B, all recognizable.
1: That sounds like an absolute blast, and it should be an interesting concert to experience, especially for Bermuda and the band.
0: (laughs) And while we're on the subject of Bermuda, as we mentioned, episode one centimeter and episode two centimeter of the Black and White and Weird All Over bonus episode series dropped last Friday for the chief skates. Uh, I mean, for the general public.
1: Now this is, of course, our book series where we sit down with the author John Bermuda Schwartz and go picture by picture through his book, Black and White and Weird All Over, The Lost Photographs of Weird Al Yankovic, 1983 to 1986.
0: And we're really excited because our intern Frank tells us that this Saturday, August 28th, another episode is scheduled to drop.
1: That is pretty stinking majestic. And this episode will cover the first half of Chapter 2, I Love Rocky Road Video Shoot.
0: And just like the first two that have already dropped, not only do we go into a lot of detail about every single photo in the book, we also get to talk to Bermuda about... A lot of other amazing details that most interviews don't dive as deep into as we do. And as we've said like
1: 2,000 times already, you're going to want to have your book open and right in front of you so you can follow along when you listen. So grab a book right now if you don't have one yet. Or if you, you know, just don't feel like going upstairs to grab it, just buy another one on Amazon and go pick it up at your front door in a few days.
0: And for our Patreon family, Episode 7 Centimeter, which wraps up Chapter 4, Eat It Video Shoot, dropped earlier this week as well. All bonus episodes always drop early over on Patreon.com slash 2000inch, so if you haven't already, join now to check them out.
1: Well, as we mentioned earlier, last weekend was FumpFest 2021!
0: Featuring guest of honor, Dr. Demento! Now, tons of our friends and listeners were at the fest, including past guests Beefalo Bill Burke, Devo Spice, Allison Parsons, and, well, of course, Dr. Demento!
1: And I feel like there was someone else that was a guest who was also there. Also
0: where? At the bank?
1: No! No, Fump Fest.
3: Uh, I, I can't remember. I'm not sure.
0: Well, I'm sure if there was someone else, he would just pop in. And wait, wait,
3: wait, wait. What about me? Uh, this is Frank from the bank, Sanchez. You know, remember me? I mean, the guy from 32 Inch, the guy that played Happy Birthday on the placebo EP. Wait, the guy that was also briefly mentioned on 100 Inch, the guy from Linwood that didn't want to tell Dr. Demento where he was from to not to draw attention to himself. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Frank from the bank. Awesome. Yeah, you know, and you're the guys that called me thinking you wanted me to take Frank's place because you had a name tag you didn't want to buy over again.
0: (laughs) Well, come on, admit it, Frank. You would have definitely been a better intern than our current intern, Frank, is.
3: Well, I don't know. I think my brain's half fried. That's
0: okay.
1: (laughs) Frank, you know, I forgot that you were listening in on our conversation.
3: Uh, Thanks for, for being here with us. So you were at
1: Funfest?
3: Yes. You know, I I I tell you I had such a good time. It was my it was my Woodstock trip. I mean, you know, 1969, people that travel across the country to go see these marvelous bands. Uh I me and my friend Kevin Gilbert, we we drove from Denver to Chicago and we went and had such a great time. I met so many great people. And it was a trip of a lifetime. I'm wow. telling you, I'm going to take this one to my grave. Wow. It was really cool. Well, for those of us who aren't
1: great with geography, how far is Denver to Chicago? That's
3: not very close. And it's about 1,400 miles one way. Wow. wow. We got there Thursday night around midnight. I got to see uh, lots of people. I met uh, Buffalo Bill Burke again, and Sulu, and and blair freeman i walked in there blair was over there i had i have to say this i don't know this is pg i guess but i had a few drinks before i went to the show and uh, <laughs> and uh, i saw blair in there and i talked to him and uh marty marty lick mr gumby or Tor- torso boy i've been told that they yes. call him yes yeah. uh, so, and i, I he, he remembered me and i said you know Gumby I remember you back from 2003 at the Alcon because I had gone to one of those like a long time ago and that was so much fun um and then Michael Esticat I got to be pretty good you know I I like Michael we've talked a lot on the phone sometimes and uh Tim Ryan and Michael had a friend Kendra Shepard that was there and and she's a really big Barnes and Barnes fan uh and uh Oh, my gosh. It was just so much fun. I can't I can't tell you how much fun we had. And then um, Saturday was... I, Friday, I just kind of mingled and talked to a lot of people. And um, I didn't stay late because I was just so burned out. Yeah. But sat- Saturday was the big day. And uh, I love nuclear bubble wrap. Oh, my gosh. They just made me smile. <laughs> they're, they're just... Awesome. And I think... I think the 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 guy with the pink hair. His name is
0: Jace Jace McLean. Yeah,
3: yeah Jace. Oh man, what an amazing! They were so much fun. And then Friday, I guess kind of I was talking to Sulu Friday night, and I kind of missed most of the acts on Friday because uh, I went with Sulu into the green room, and we just talked and yacked, and you know, just just caught up, and it was just so much fun. Wow, awesome! Um, and then uh, Saturday was a full day. The question and answer with Doctor D was amazing. Uh, the panel was they had a panel, a section, I think it was an hour or whatever, and and um there were people on on the on Zoom that were there and uh lots of lots of good times and then uh Dr. Demento did his question and answer and they were talking about stuff and that kinda piqued my memory for a couple of things because they were talking about, you know, well I started nineteen seventy one, nineteen seventy nineteen seventy one. On a radio station called uh, KPCC, and that was around the time that I was becoming FM aware, and found Doctor Demento, and went, ooh, 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 wow, oh, this is <laughs> so cool, and um, <laughs> then started listening to the show, and then get you know my brother Vince, we started all having little Doctor Demento gatherings, and. And then Alfred got involved in all that. St- oh, sorry, I still I still call him that name. <laughs> Weird Weird Al got involved in all that, and uh, it was and then it just blossomed, you know. And I got a chance to talk to Doctor Demento about this, and I I, rem- I asked him about the time that he came over to the high school to do the show. He right, did that assembly, right. and and I said, "Do you remember that?" He goes, "Oh yeah, I remember that." And you know, I have to tell you, he got pulled over by the cops after that show. And I went, seriously? You did? He said, Yeah. And he says, We were having pizza and beer after the show. And he was driving home and he goes, Yeah, I had some alcohol on my breath. And I went, Oh wow. He says, oh, no. Well, you know, I got lucky because I only I got a ticket for a loud tailpipe. Wow. So he got he, he got off, he got off he got off easy. That, wow. And uh but you know, I tell you what, I had such a great, great time with that thing. Um and then the uh Steve Gooding uh, was amazing on, on his guitar and his funny funniness i didn't i learned a lot about stuff there because um i didn't he did that hardware hardware store parody of a dumbledore
1: yes, yes i, I right.
3: laughed i laughed my head off on that <laughs> that was <one's> great <laughs> that was just amazing and then uh, carla carla albridge i think carla was amazing yes. i liked her f song which he anyway just really fun stuff. <laughs> when Dr. D started, you know, the stuff that he did from the 20s and the 40s uh, and uh, that stuff, and then it morphed into the Fump people. And I, I, I see now where it's like kind of transmogrified into the mump, the Fump group, you know, with, with Luke Ski and uh, Devo and those guys, the rapper guys. Yeah. Uh, the You know, um, what was the name of the group? The two guys that sang about video games. Um sickles. The 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 goth sickles. <laughs> They're amazing. Just you know, I just I had no idea that this stuff existed. And uh, it was a definitely a um education for me and, and I loved it, every minute of it. Wow.
0: It sounds like you had a wonderful time there, Frank. So thank you so much for
3: popping in on the podcast and telling us all about it. Yeah, well you know, I I'm I'm really disappointed that you forgot me on your list of a people but that's that's okay we could never forget you frank from the bank sanchez I, i'm glad i'm glad that somebody remembers me <laughs> <laughs> no it's all good man no. I,
1: I we always love getting to talk to you frank we love getting to uh stay friends with you and keep up with you on facebook and instagram so thank you so much for calling in and, and giving us all the info about fump Fest and your crazy adventures
3: Thanks. Uh, I can't wait for the next one.
0: Well, thanks so much for sharing your story with us, Frank. If you are at Fump Fest, we want to hear all about it. Give us a call at 347-SPATULA and leave us a message. You might even hear your message on a future episode. The 347-SPATULA hotline, the official hotline of David Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast, is sponsored by Angel Valenzuela and David Cash, two amazing Weird Al fans and longtime podcast supporters. The incomparable UH Jeff gave us an awesome heads up that Weird
1: Al is definitely showing up in the new season of Showtime's work-in-progress TV show, according to an interview with the star and series creator, Abby McEnany from Screen Rant.
0: If you remember from season one of the show, Weird Al played a boring version of himself that loves talking about Sangria and is married to Julia Sweeney.
1: So far, two episodes have aired, and Al has yet to show up, according to Jeff. We'll keep you posted, and I'm sure the internet will explode again once Weird Al's appearance airs.
0: A few weeks ago, we mentioned that Grammy Award-winning guitarist Jim Kimo West, who also wrote and performed our theme song, by the way, collaborated with Swiss guitarist Jörg Kindle for a series of songs. Their second song, Traveler, drops this Friday, August 27th.
1: But don't wait until Friday, you can pre-save it right now by visiting snd.click swissguitar.
0: Also coming on August 27th, friend of the podcast and Patreon supporter Summer Woods has a brand new album dropping.
1: You'll remember Summer from her amazing piano medleys, including several which feature Weird Al's original songs.
0: The album is called Nope, Just Me and is available for streaming on August 27th on all major streaming platforms, and also CDs shortly after.
1: The video for her song, What Do I Do, has a couple of Weird Al references in it, so you'll definitely want to check that out.
0: And for extra content, like a special cover version of Weird Al's Take Me Down, check out Summer's Patreon.
1: Be sure to follow Summerwood's music on all the major social media platforms for more details.
0: Ethan, do you remember how your comedy music duo, Ethan Christian and the Eligible Spatulars, was played on the Dr. Demento show at least twice? Why yes, Dave. How could I ever forget? Well, I've been thinking lately, I would sure love an opportunity to see you perform some comedy music. Do you think that's going to happen anytime soon?
1: Well, in fact, we'll be doing our first ever public performance tomorrow night! Thursday, August 26th, and we are opening for comedian Kate Willett at the High Low in North Adams, Massachusetts.
0: Wow, that is incredible news! But come on, Ethan, at least give me a heads up. You know, I like to have at least 27 days' notice.
1: Well, it's your lucky day, Dave! In just over 27 days, 29 to be exact, Ethan Christian and the eligible spatulas will be performing at the Linda WAMC's Performing Arts Center on Wednesday, September 22nd in Albany, New York.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Thank you for the proper notice this time, Ethan. Well, so you'll be there? Up. Uh- Maybe. I mean, that'll give me a great excuse to head over to Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger while I'm in the area. This week's episode is brought to you in part by vegan burrito restaurant Burrito Burrito in Troy, New York, home of the two-pound, double-wrapped-in-a-quesadilla Burrito Burrito and Wizard Burger in Albany, New York. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito your Burrito Burrito, or hop on over to Wizard Burger for mouth-watering, loaded, dare I say, beefy vegan burgers. From Troy to Albany to Uranus, Brito, Burrito and Wizard Burger feed the hungry with out-of-this-world plant-based real food, always vegan style. Visit BurritoSquared.com or WizardBurger.com and order ahead.
1: Oh, oh, that reminds me. So remember last week we mentioned that our good friend David Grant has launched a TikTok? And Dave, you might be surprised to know that TikTok is not a clock like we thought. Say what? Yeah, apparently it's a video-sharing, music-focused, social media networking service. What's in my boob?
0: Wow, who knew that?
1: Well, uh, practically every other human being in the entire universe under the age of 27. Ah,
0: yeah, so how is it that we can see these videos? Do I need to get my pager?
1: No, no, pagers, that's old school. Just grab your nearest flip phone and go to tiktok.com slash at S-E-B underscore S-H-E-P.
0: Oh, wow. Apparently, one of his posts went viral and has over 32,000 views. Whoa. Oh, and look, here's one with 29 views. Wow, 29,000? No, 29. So follow at SEB underscore SHEP on TikTok, and let's get all of his posts up to at least 30 views. And be sure to visit WolfAndWool.com as well.
1: Last week on part one of our interview with Sam Levine, he had just finished telling us all about his experiences with Weird Al at the Big Slick charity event.
0: So without further ado, let's get to part two and pick up our interview with Sam Levine right where we left off.
2: P.S. Um, very recently, less than a month ago, I was back in New Jersey Uh, and the house where my folks still live, finally, after well over 20 years of having lived in Southern California, I went back to clean out my old childhood bedroom. Uh, Because my parents, God bless them, I I I think they think any one of these days I'm going to go, well, I don't know about the acting thing, I think I might move back home. (laughs) So I think they're... Some part of them is hoping that may happen, so they've left my childhood bedroom untouched. (laughs) So I finally decided, all right, I'm going to clean the hell out of that room. I I don't like it being there anymore. Please use this room for anything else. So uh, I'm cleaning out that room, and I am discovering stuff in there that I had no idea existed. Wow. And I found the two signed ticket stubs. Wow. uh, From... The concert at the Beacon Theater. Um, I, I did the poor man's version of laminating them. They're just like wrapped in clear packing tape. But they were on like, they were in like a scrapbook that had nothing else in it. So obviously, I bought this scrapbook as like a, oh, this will be where I'll put all my ticket stubs and stuff. I get signed by famous people. And clearly it was all downhill from Al, because I didn't bother adding anything else ever to this scrapbook.
1: Oh, man. So,
2: but I found it. Oh, that's I found great. It. It's there.
1: Now, there's a another show I wanted to ask you about, and that's the Wet Hot American Summer First Day of Camp, a show that both you and Al were in. Did you share any scenes with him? It's true. I didn't, um, so in first
2: day of camp, I don't appear, uh, in, in person, I was only a voice. Oh, okay. I'm only a voice in the original Wet Hot American Summer, and then, uh, again in first day of camp, I didn't get to appear on camera until, uh, ten years later, (laughs) the the second series, if you will. Okay, yeah. Um, So I didn't get any interactions with Al on set, but I did see him at you know they had like a a a a, screen you know premiere screening type thing, and so I did get to see Al there. Um, And then uh, and you know that's that's always super fun Um, when you're when someone else is footing the bill and you're at a party together with uh, you know a wonderful (laughs) guy like Al. It's not a bad day, and uh, yeah. So so sadly, no scenes there. Um, but then I got to work with Al again, but we didn't share any scenes. Uh, you know, he was on the last season of Comedy Bang Bang right. on IFC with Scott Awkward, right? Yeah, and and I and I did an episode of that, but no scenes with Al. But we were on set at the same time. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, so that was that okay. was lovely. Yeah, and then we were also in the same episode of the Aquabats Super Show,
0: <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Which I
2: think used to air on Boom. I think, was the station it aired on in the U.S. Uh, And that, of course, is the band The Aquabats. They had their own really kick-ass. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to call it a kid's show, because it really wasn't. Like, it's for anyone who just likes goofy, off-the-wall kind of comedy. Uh, <laughs> right, and, yeah. Uh, obviously, that, that is right up Al's alley, so, you know, I, I'm sure they know Al, and, and and he was on... I think he might have been on a few episodes of that, but, uh, yeah, he and I appear in the same episode of that, but, <laughs> once again, we're not on set the same day. Uh, but, yeah, so we've, we've got a few shared credits now, which... Which I'll take. But of yeah. course, my my goal one day is to actually be on camera doing <laughs> making the goofies without right. <laughs> making the funnies with Al together on camera. If I could do that, then it's then that's it. Then I can go out a happy man.
1: I was looking through your credits and I, I found a couple other shows where, where you and Al were both on but not together. Uh, Yo, Gabba Gabba! You were both on Johnny Bravo. Yep, at both midnight, on
2: different episodes, different episodes at midnight
1: yep. and Drunk History. So there, I'm sure there's more, but those, those are the ones that stood out to me.
2: Sure. Uh, yeah. No, those were all fun shows, and man, I would love to have been on any of Al's episodes of those. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, those were those were those were fun shows. <laughs> uh, Drunk History, especially. Uh, Derek Waters. Yeah. Great
0: guy. <laughs> That is such a great show. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I was thrilled. Uh, I saw you in Bobcat Goldthwaites Misfits and Monsters uh, when that aired. Oh, yes. Uh, I was a huge fan of that show. I, I didn't even know you were coming up. And then the Mermaid episode, and you're in it. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's Sam. He he st- he thanked me <laughs> in the crowd.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, thank you, man. That was an absolute blast to shoot that episode uh, of that show. I've been a fan of Bobcats forever, and especially a big fan of his since he he you know put on his director hat. Yeah, and and in transitioned into you know the 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 second part, the second act of of his career, as mm-hmm. they say. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love his unique you know sensibilities uh that he has as a as a writer and a director yeah and um yeah no working on that show was such a such a treat for me and bobcat was wonderful and uh bridget was wonderful and uh yeah no that was a that was a super fun show to do and i loved the way it looked and everything and i only almost drowned twice on it <laughs> um oh, wow <laughs> If you remember the episode, I have a whole underwater fight sequence, like like top secret, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm 100 percent serious with without, you know, a without a scuba, uh, you know, regulator or whatever in my mouth. Like we had them and then I had to pull it out of my mouth and it goes off out of frame and then we shoot while I'm just underwater holding my breath. And uh, we shot like that for a whole day Whoa! And oh, in wow. this giant water tank in <laughs> God, where the hell were we somewhere in Florida, maybe? Or was that Atlanta? I think that was Atlanta. Um, yeah, that was in like Buckhead. That was that was so crazy shooting that. And uh, like I finished that and I was like, yeah, I could never be in a Marvel movie. Holy <laughs> crap. I couldn't do what any of those guys do. Like, I came so close to death a couple times. Oh, it was wow. Well, how long can you hold your breath? Uh, well, according to, you know, the people who <laughs> shot it, I think they think I could hold my breath for 10 minutes. Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, it was close because I I wanted to, you know, like, as an actor, you want to be game. You you want to push yourself to the limit. You want to get the shot. Yeah. And, and so I pushed myself a little too hard, like, twice, to the point where I was dangerously close to sucking in a lungful full of water, you know, (laughs) like dangerously close, perilously close, but didn't quite get there. (laughs) Mercifully. Happy to say.
0: Now I was just going to ask about a, another appearance. You were actually on the TV show lost. Can you tell us about that experience?
2: Absolutely. Uh, I was in the final season of the TV show lost um so as you well know then, the show was created by Damon Lindloff. Right. And, and and Carlton Cuse. Um and uh I've known Damon a very long time. I've known Damon since I wanna say right around the year two thousand, uh when he was working on crossing Jordan. Uh back back in those days. And uh, because he used to host a poker game at his crappy one-bedroom apartment in Hollywood. Wow. Uh, that's, that's how long ago I knew Damon. <laughs> he was living <laughs> a, r- wow. a real sh- um And uh, so, yeah, so we used to go play poker there. And then, you know, things were going well for him. And he, you know, was building his resume. And then in early 2004, uh, I got to his house a little early before one of our poker nights and he had just, they just wrapped, uh, or, you know, wrapped post-production on Lost, the pilot. And uh, he says, hey, man, uh, you want to watch the first few minutes of The Lost Pilot? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll check it out. So, start watching the pilot, and, well, you remember The Lost Pilot. Oh, I was like, yeah. yeah, start the game without me. Start the game without me. I gotta watch. <laughs> I gotta keep watching. Uh, yeah so like I, I eventually had to stop watching and then when the game ended i was like uh, are you gonna take long cleaning up because i, I want to finish watching the pilot <laughs> so he let me basically finish watching the pilot because i love the show that much wow. and then like so many people it became my favorite show on television right and uh, so for six years i kept asking damon I am your actor friend. How can you deny your actor friend a f***ing role on the greatest show? How dare you, sir? So, he do his credit. He tried unsuccessfully a couple times to get me other roles on the show. Like he even wrote a storyline with Sawyer that was poker related in a flashback sequence.
3: Oh wow! <laughs> um,
2: yeah, but the network, the ne- and it was amazing, of course. But the network was like, yeah, we don't want to do anything poker related, Blah. Uh, so that wow. got killed. Um, and uh, and so he was like, yeah, sorry, Sammy, I tried, I tried. Give me, you know, give me another chance, give me another chance. And uh, and so then it got to the point where they were shooting the final season. And so I sent him an email. I was like, look, I know you've tried. No hard feelings, of course, if it doesn't happen. But, dude, like, maybe I haven't been clear. I will be an extra. (laughs) I don't need lines. (laughs) I I just need to be able to say, like, do you know the number of shows? Like, at that point in my career, I'd been on, like, 40 different shows as a guest star. And, like, I'd never been on, maybe at that point, one show. That I was a regular watcher of Mm. had I actually appeared on. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd been on an an episode of Entourage, which was a show I watched. So it was (laughs) super fun to be on Entourage, because I was like, yay! Oh, it's like my fantasy world, come to life, and I get to play in it. Yoray! Um (laughs) but like Lost meant so much to me. Like it was appointment television for me, you know? Yeah. So I was like, dude, anything, it does not have to be fancy. And so then I was driving from L.A. up to San Francisco uh, for a comedy festival. And uh, when you're going up through the grapevine or whatever, you lose cell service. So I'm coming down from the mountain and I see that I have voicemail. I didn't get a call, but I have voicemail and it's Damon. And he goes, uh, oh, Sammo, OK, uh, I think I have a part for you. Um, it's nothing crazy or great. It's small, but you'd be great for it. And it shoots in like three days. So let me know if you want it, call me and I'll tell you more about it. And so I pulled over uh, cause I, you know, once I had cell service, I didn't want to lose it again. I pulled over and I called Damon and literally I go, I don't care what it is. I'm in, I'm in, if time is a factor, I don't care. I'm in, tell me when you need me on an airplane. And, uh, and so that was it. Like, you know, like literally like 48 hours later I'm on a plane to Hawaii uh, to go wow. shoot that thing wow and you know they don't they don't release scripts at all oh, when no. it comes to that show like it's certainly not to guest stars all they give you are the the scenes that you're in
1: hmm Okay.
2: And even then, sometimes they'll they'll black stuff out. But you know, (laughs) luckily I knew someone, so I asked I asked Damon like, you know, no spoilies, but is there anything I need to know? And he's like, no, you don't need to know anything for your episode, so you're fine. And I was so I was so concerned. I didn't want to spoil anything for myself as a fan. So the scene I'm in is in it's in you know one of the flash sideways sequences, um, and it's a scene between. Uh, Desmond and Hurley uh, at one of the Mister Clucks.
0: Okay, yeah, <laughs>
2: and and so I'm working behind the counter at the Mister Clucks. Curly walks in, and you know, like, I'm I'm just standing there behind the counter, and, you know, my big line is oh, Mr. Reyes, what an honor! And <laughs> he's like, give me a bucket, family style, right away sir! And then, I did get to do something fun, in like, the next scene you see me, like, I'm in the background, and I'm like, uh, order number 42 42 <laughs> uh, which is one of the numbers, guys and, um But so, for that scene, when I say order number 42, that does not, that's not in the top of the scene, that's towards the end of the scene. And so, the only way I knew when to deliver that, to deliver the line, was there's a whole bunch of dialogue between Hurley and Desmond that comes before that. And I was so afraid of learning something and having (laughs) any portion of that spoiled for me. That I was like, I don't want to hear what they're saying. So there was a production assistant sitting on my side of the counter, out of the view from the camera, who's literally sitting by my legs with an earpiece in, you know, listening to the dialogue, waiting for my cue. And then that person would just tap my leg. And then that's when I'd say, 42, order 42, your chicken's ready. 'Cause I didn't want anything spoiled. That's wow, that's the kind of next level I am with that sort of thing. Um, so yes, that was that was my lost experience and then I hung out with uh Jorge uh, that night who is an absolute gentleman. We went out for crazy good sushi and uh there is a sushi restaurant in uh on on Oahu in Honolulu, um, that uh I have been in Honolulu five total nights. Uh, in my life. Okay. There were the two nights I was there when I shot lost, and then there were three more nights that I was there when I shot an episode of Hawaii 50. All five nights I've eaten at the same sushi restaurant <laughs> in Honolulu. Oh wow. It's called Sasabune. I will gladly give them free advertising to anyone listening to this who is in the Honolulu area. Go to Sasabune, get the omakase, Bring your checkbook because yes, it's expensive, but oh my god, it's the greatest sushi you'll ever
1: have. Wow! Wow! I have to try that.
2: Now I want to go to Hawaii. That's where, yeah, that's that. That's where I went the first night, and because uh, the first night I went by myself, I hadn't worked on set yet, and I asked uh, someone. You know, I, I had to go to set that the the first day I got there to do like a wardrobe fitting, and so I just asked around production. I was like, "Where's the best sushi?" I know Hawaii has great sushi. Where's the best? And so someone's like, oh, I'm here in Honolulu with Sasabune. Go there. And I did, and it was amazing. And then I was telling Jorge about it the next day on set, and he's like, oh, man, that place is good. I haven't been there in a while. Yeah, all right, let's go back. <laughs> so that's why I went there two nights in a row. <laughs> Clearly, I can never eat anywhere else in Honolulu. I'm spoiled now.
1: Yeah, What right. if like, <laughs> what if the restaurant next door is like 10 times as good, and you're just like... I'll never know. You'll never know. <laughs> so the, the, there's kind of a weird thing that, that Dave and I like to track on our podcast. It's how many guests we have that are either named Dave or Ethan. And so far there there have been none named Ethan. Wow. But I did see that you are in a short film called Simulife and your character was named Ethan. So mm. I would love if you could tell us about that short film. Sure. Um, So
2: that was a short film that I think uh, the uh, writer-director was making as what's known as a proof of concept. Okay. Which is, um, you know, sometimes it's hard to sell an idea based on, you know, what they call the elevator pitch. Or based on like a, you know, three to five page pitch or synopsis or whatever. Especially if the thing that you are trying to sell is high concept. Um, So what you might want to do in that case is raise a little bit of money and then shoot like a short film version of your bigger idea so that you can just show people that instead, you know, investors, studios, that sort of thing, uh, so that they'll have a better idea of what, what you have in mind for the big project. So that was, that was shot basically as a proof of concept for a larger motion picture that I don't think, think uh has has been made into anything yet uh because you know it was a few years ago but hey sometimes these things take years yeah um so you never know i would love to see simulife turned <laughs> into uh, a feature um but for for what it was it was just a i think i only shot one day on that but it was a long day hmm. uh that was like a 6 a.m to you know 11 p.m kind of shoot oh wow um we shot it up at a at this beautiful house up in the, the hollywood hills um, and it's, it's, it's just a trippy sci-fi thing where, um, y- you know, it's, it's like, um, how would I describe it? it? It's, it's sort of like Ready Player One, but instead of, you know, it being the Oasis where, you you know, real people go in and they're controlling a video game, they, they are unaware they're actually controlling other people who are, you know, sort of locked in this world against their will. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah.
1: So that's that's sort of what it is. Hmm. Um but but I've said too much. No, I don't know. <laughs> Did you draw any inspiration from meeting me in portraying Ethan in this Simulife? 100%. Yeah, okay.
2: In fact, the whole short film is it's me and Kevin Pollak desperately <laughs> trying to get to the lockers. <laughs> so we we mind control you Ethan to get us through the crowd.
1: Amazing. <laughs> Now, I wanted to ask you about um, your most recent time seeing Al in concert. Uh, I saw a picture of you with mm-hmm. Al and Dr. Demento. How cool is that? Oh, yes, sir. Um, so Al has uh, done a
2: show in Southern California. He's played the Orange County Fair in Costa Mesa a couple times over the last 10 years or so. Yeah. And if you live in Southern California... Do yourself a favor, the next time Al plays Costa Mesa, don't miss it. Those are amazing shows. That was maybe, I think, my third time seeing him there. Hmm. Um, At least the second, possibly the third, let me say. Um, But, uh, you know, getting to see Al there, anytime you get to see Al live is great. But that's where I want to see him in Southern California, because he had a show in L.A., I think at the Ace Theater, that I originally had tickets to see him at, but then I booked work out of town. But I'm almost glad... No, I'm not almost glad. I'm very glad that I got to see him in Costa Mesa instead, because, you know, that L.A. show, I know that place I heard after the fact was like celeb central. Right. Because every famous person is a huge (laughs) fan of Al's. Sure. So, you know, that that backstage area, like I saw Al at the Hollywood Bowl and my God, that was a who's who. Of the comedy and acting world in the you know in the VIP suite afterward oh Oh, man yeah Uh, yeah that one was crazy Um, but uh, but yeah I imagine it was the same thing at the show at the Ace uh, Theater. But when I got to see him in Costa Mesa, it was great because, you know, oh, I'm not going to drive all the way to Orange County. Joke's on you. That's where the that's we're going to go <laughs> to see Al in that beautiful amphitheater. Um, so, yeah, so I went to see the show and it was great as always. And then I went backstage to say hello to Al and we're all just hanging out there, you know, a handful of, uh, you know, as I like to say, friends and well-wishers uh, wanting to say hello to Al. And out of the corner of my eye, I see Dr. Demento. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Dr. Demento. And they're not mobbing him because we're backstage. Right. And so I'm telling my my fiancé, I'm like, oh my God, that's Dr. Demento. And we are backstage at an owl show. You don't understand what this is. You don't understand how huge this is. And so then Al comes out and we're chatting for a few minutes, me and him and Dr. Demento. And then I tell my, my girlfriend, Rachel, I'm like, um, Hey, uh, um, would you mind grabbing a quick picture of the three of us? And (laughs) the two of them just sort of shoot me a look because like, at this point, I'm making it weird, you know? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm friendly with Al. Like, I don't ask him for pictures like that so much anymore. At least I try not to. Right. And, uh, and at that point, right? And so at this point, I just look at the two of them. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I'm here with Al and Weird Al and Dr. Demento. And if you think the 14-year-old inside of me is not screaming with glee, he would be very angry at me if I didn't ask for a photo. Very upset with me. So they were both happy to oblige, and I got that picture. And then I could not wait to 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 put that on social media yeah. because that's just that's oh, just yeah. the culmination of everything. Oh, yeah. that I
1: needed in my life. There's no better yeah. picture yeah. you can take. <laughs> no. Now another um, very notable Weird Al super fan is Lin Manuel Miranda, who I think some people may have heard of him. Um, and you actually were in a TV show with him. And I have to ask, did you guys bond at all over your love of Al? Um, yes. And yes.
2: Now I (laughs) knew Lynn before we were on that TV show together. Okay. Um, because the previous year, and I've really not talked about this and I sincerely hope people go look it up. Um, this very goofy, very weird thing, uh, sort of was born online out of a mutual boredom and frustration of a, a group of actors and creators. Uh, we called it the Sad Sad Conversation. Okay. <laughs> and it was a a YouTube channel that was started by Josh Molina, the actor, and then Michael Ian Black. Uh, and it was sort of a him and Josh leaving videos on this YouTube page initially for one another. Okay. But you know, it's YouTube. They're public videos. Right. Um, you know, this is long before the days of Snapchat and TikTok and Instagram and uh And so then it started to grow. Then Martha Plimpton joined in and, and Steven Weber and Craig Bierko. And then I somehow got involved and (laughs) Steve Agee got involved. And then Lynn manuel Miranda got involved. And then it became a group of us who all had access to log into this one YouTube account to leave a video for the rest of the group. And it just sort of became this ongoing thing. and, I mean this was all sort of over the summer of uh like two thousand eleven. Okay. Uh, I wanna say. And like I honestly I can't tell you for sure, but I think there's several hundred videos.
1: Whoa
2: <laughs> that were made Whoa. over the course of, of, of many months of this. Uh like it started in this in the summer, I think, and then it went until like November, December of that year. And then, then it really started to peter out. And then, you know, I think only one or two kind of bonus videos ever got made a year or two after the fact. And, and it was wild, man. Like Phil Lamar was there. Morgan Murphy was there. Um, you never knew who was going to drop in with a weird, uh, video. And so that's how I met Lynn uh, was through the sad, sad conversation. And um, ultimately, he was going to be in L.A. And we'd never met personally, but he was going to be in L.A. And and we just thought it'd be funny if we both did videos with each other in the background from my home. <laughs> so that was the first time I ever met Lin. He just showed up at my apartment. Um, and and yeah, so he we did these... Dueling videos, sad, sad conversation videos with each other in the background of two different videos, um, which was super fun. And okay. uh, and so yeah, so we knew each other from that. And then you know a year or so later, not even a year, it was like six months later. I guess we were on the same NBC uh, medical show called Do No Harm, which uh, thanks to Paul F. Tompkins, I've only ever called Doctor Face Hands uh, <laughs> since then because of you know, <laughs> the the. The The key art for the show, like the posters and everything, it was supposed to be like a Jekyll and Hyde thing, and the show itself was really good. But the art suggesting what the show was was just so confusing. Like, our lead actor was Steve Pasquale, who's very handsome. He's a very handsome man. And the key art, Covered up the face of the handsome man. (laughs) You don't do that, NBC. (laughs) Oh, somebody in marketing blew it. I don't know who, but they covered up our handsome. People didn't know what they were watching. And anyway, the show obviously came and went very quickly, but we did get to shoot uh, 13 episodes of the show. Uh, that I shot in Philadelphia with Lynn, and he and I were both staying at the same uh, hotel over the length of the shoot, so we shared many a meal together uh, and many a drink together and certainly many a fanboy conversation about Al together, and here's my favorite story about Lynn while we were shooting Dr. Face Ends in Philadelphia. <laughs> um, we, we were like I said, we are at the same hotel, and you know, we we were both having a drink, whatever, you know, one Friday night late after work, and actually, I think it was during the week, and neither of us were working the next day, and um, he calls my uh, room uh, at like nine forty five the next morning, and. You know, I'm I'm hungover, whatever, and he's fine. He's like, "Oh, uh, what are you up to?" And I was like, "Sleeping." What are you doing? He's like, "Oh, well, I'm working on this thing that I'm writing about Alexander Hamilton, and I was going to do one of those uh, like walking tours of Philadelphia for research. Want to know if you wanted to join me?" And I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm 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 beat, man. You go, you have fun. I'll catch up with you on the next thing." So anyway, that's uh, I don't know whatever happened with that Hamilton thing he was working on. Hopefully it turns into something. Yeah, that would be great.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: best of luck to him in his endeavors. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so incredible. Oops. a <laughs> <laughs> doodle. <Whoops-a-doodle. laughs>
0: yeah. Wow. I'm sure it's nothing. Yeah. I wouldn't worry about it.
2: I'm
1: sure. I, I'm sure it'll just it'll be nothing. It'll flash in the pan, kind yeah. Is there anything... I mean, you, you've you done so many things. I mean, like, looking at your IMDb, it says you've, you have one hundred 120 actor credits. Is there anything... All of the... Most of those are lies.
2: Most <laughs> of the... I was not in the original Kings of Comedy. Um, I was not in uh, 1967's The Graduate. Uh, definitely not. Um, yeah, those are all... <laughs> I, I, you know, you, you got to pad your resume early on, right, and I right. just never went back and deleted all the fake stuff. So just.
1: now, is there anything that you've you've done that maybe didn't get the um, attention it deserved? You know, something like sad, sad conversation, where really mm-hmm. Dave and I and our listeners should should go and check out and give a chance. You should. I mean, that's free. It's on
2: YouTube. I don't even know what you have to search. I think the name of the channel is Sad, Sad Conversation. And God help anyone who watches all of the videos. Like, it would take you hundreds of hours, I think. <laughs> um, it's not a joke. Like, there's so many. They A lot of them, if you don't... The, the problem is, it's it was sort of this free-flowing, endless conversation. So, if you jump in in the middle, I think most of it's not going to make sense. Hmm. Like, I don't know why we were doing it, who it was for, why all those videos are still up there. They haven't been removed. Um, even the ones with Lynn, There are dozens of videos with Lynn, and you know they're, they're Lynn's because those are the ones that... I think I looked at it like a year ago or something that those have several thousand yeah, views I'm on them and most of right the now. other ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Most of the other yeah. ones only have a couple hundred views at best, but almost all the ones with <laughs> Lynn have like, you know, 25,000 views or whatever it is. Um, but even that is still a really low number compared to other things that are out there. Uh, so I, I, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I, I hope, No one goes there for more than a few minutes. But to answer your question, yes, there was a thing. And let me look it up right now on my phone just to make sure that it's even still available. Oh, crap. I don't think it is. Oh, it is. Okay, great. Um, So there was a show that I did for uh, Rooster Teeth. Mm, which some people may have heard of, some people may not. Rooster Teeth is a giant internet company. They produce a lot of content. Um, To some people, you know, they're as big as MTV, and to other people, they have no idea what it is, but that's, (laughs) such is the internet. Right. Um, So, uh, yeah, we shot this six-episode series called Crunch Time for Rooster Teeth back in 2015. Hmm. And it's six episodes. Each one is like 35, 40 minutes or whatever. And it is awesome. Like it's comedy. It's sci-fi. It's, you know, mind bendy, but cool. It's stylized. um, It's fun. It was such a blast to shoot this show. And... I'm really, really, really proud of the finished product, uh, which I rarely am for <laughs> things that I'm in. Um, you know, not, 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 not. I don't mean like oh, I'm in a little crappy stuff, but like I don't really. I like I always feel bad, no matter how good the thing is. I'm always like, ah, I could have done better. Ah, that could have been better. They should have cut that different. I don't know. Just I'm very hypercritical of myself. Okay, and um, and so uh, the 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 end product of crunch time I'm really proud of and really pleased with and I was always bummed that not really a lot of people ever saw it or know it exists but all six episodes are available on iTunes oh cool I think they're three bucks a piece there's only six of them or maybe you can buy the whole season for less than 18 bucks Uh, but I swear to you it's worth your time and your money uh, it's not a huge commitment. Th- think of it like a British series. Six episodes. That's a whole season. Just, just think of it like that. And, and I, I guarantee you'll be entertained.
1: Um, so yes, check that out. Wow. I can't, I can't wait to check it out. That sounds great. Yeah. Well, Sam, this has just been so much fun getting to talk to you. It's always a blast getting to talk to someone who loves Weird Al, but someone who, I consider a celebrity with so many amazing credits and and, and so many (laughs) great life experiences. It's really cool that you came and and shared that with us. And I I want people to check you out, uh, Twitter, Instagram, social media, your Sam Levine. There's two Ms in Sam and This is really cool. You actually have a cameo, so people can order cameo messages. What what kind of stuff do you get on there? Uh, It's true. I am a cameo. First off, thank you. That was very sweet of you to say. Yes, I am on
2: social media, at Sam Levine, Sam with two Ms, uh, and Levine like Adam Levine. I found that helps people now. Um, (laughs) And uh, as far as cameo, uh, I am... Uh, I don't know if I'm currently still the only uh, Freaks and Geeks cast member available on Cameo. I know Busy Phillips is on as well, but I can certainly say I'm the most affordable. Eh? Um, here's what I do in Cameo: I do everything, and I am trying to. I will do any kind of message you want, um, and I'm trying to create uh, a niche market for myself on Cameo that I think a lot of other actors are really missing an opportunity on. Um, Look, nobody likes uh, getting or giving bad news. Right. So I say, don't give bad news. Let me give it for you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? For a very reasonable price, I will break up with someone for you. I will tell someone the test came back positive. I will evict a tenant. Whatever unpleasant thing you are avoiding, let me do it for you. And then just ghost the person. They got the message, okay? The dirty work's been done. I'm your man. And that'll be that. And people are taking you up on this? So far, one person did. Uh, actually, two people. Two people. No, no, no. I've gotten it twice. Okay. Um, it wasn't really bad news. It, both of them were apology videos where someone, like, it was two dudes in relationships. Okay. And they, they screwed up. One of them told me what he did, and I'm not going to say, because it was a private video, so not my my business to air the dirty laundry, but he made a mistake, and he wanted to apologize to his lady, Uh, so I did that, I'd like to think tactfully and gracefully. He said she was a big Freaks and Geeks fan, it might help, I don't know if it did, and then the second one... The second one was kind of the same. Yeah. You know, the, the, the guy ma- made a mistake and he wanted to apologize to his lady and I did it for him. And, uh, you know, I didn't... I, he didn't... Neither followed up to let me know how it went, but I'm going to pretend it helped. <laughs> That's incredible. It, it may have helped. Who knows? I'm not going to ask. But I tried my best. And, you know, like I say, like a lot of people... Here's what I, one of my biggest pet peeves in life, it truly is when small business owners do their own advertising (laughs) and they are terrible (laughs) pitchmen. Like, hey, you don't have to do that. You're a businessman. You're an entrepreneur. You're a small business owner. That's your lane, buddy. Stay in your lane. I'm sure you're very good at that. You know what you (laughs) suck at? Acting. You are a terrible actor. Lucky for you, there's a whole group of people. That's all they're good at. You know what they suck at? Being a small business owner. So pay them a small amount of money to sell your dumb business. What is wrong with you? Come down to Herb's business suits. We got suits for all kinds of business that you might be in. Are you a zookeeper? We got zookeeper suits. We got suits for people who were uh, short order fry cooks. And suits are a- Shut up. You're killing me. Hire an actor. Oh, dear God. Anyway, you get what I'm saying here. Yes. Some people suck at sincerity when they are trying to apologize to a loved one hire me i am an actor i will be sincere to your loved one even if you can't be that's the
1: niche i'm trying to fill i love i I love it i'm gonna definitely keep you in mind if there's ever bad news i need to deliver i I think you know why why would you do it yourself when you could hire you to do it thank you very much that's what i want to (laughs) know
2: I'm really good at breaking bad news to people. I've done it plenty. Every woman I've ever dated has had bad news broken to her. <laughs> you know what it is? It's, like, it's the great Roger Rees. You remember in Robin Hood Men in Tights when he's got bad news for King John? So he says, yes. you know, well, maybe if you tell me the bad news in a good way... It won't seem as bad.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm happy to try that angle. <laughs> <You> know, <Yeah. laughs> Phil, you're not going to believe it. <laughs> Angela just got her test results from the clinic. <laughs> you're going to love this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Negative for HIV. Woo! You know, dodged a bullet there. But chlamydia... <laughs> <laughs> it's possible for Video! And she wanted you to be the first to know! Because you guys were together a week ago. Oh boy, are we red in the face! Can you imagine? Anyway, here's the number of the closest clinic. Oh, you are in for a couple of restless hours, Phil. Ah, oh, but well, one day we're all gonna look back on this and laugh, aren't we? Anyway, have a great rest of your day, Phil. Me and Angela will see you around there who wouldn't pay for
1: that i think i want you to record exactly that i don't even know anyone named phil but i, I feel the need to hire there a... you go
2: phil and angela
1: you're taken care of that one's for free i
2: guess <laughs> Yeah, just cut it out of the
1: episode and yeah you're all set
2: just cut it out of the episode angela if you're dating phil and you gave him chlamydia now you can let him know the cheap and easy way.
1: <laughs> the bargain <laughs> bad news. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Sam, this has just been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on and talking weird. My, with us. my pleasure, guys. This is so awesome. And, you know, please keep us in mind, you know, when you get new stuff coming out and next time you're working with Al, uh, it would be great to to hear from you again. Thank you so much. My pleasure.
2: Wait, I want to say one last thing. Sure. I listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, as I'm sure you guys do, and I always have this this fear that like people will start listening to a podcast that I'm on, but then bail out at somewhere in the middle. Or oh, I don't care. I don't want to ever listen to the you know to the outros. It's always boring at the end. Um, so what I want to do, and I've never done this before, I want to I want to try a secret here. Um, I want to say the word tentacles like octopus tentacles. So if someone hears this podcast and you tweet at me and include the word tentacles in reference to this podcast, um, I don't know what I'll do for you. I'll certainly like the tweet. I'll respond to it. uh, I'll maybe even send you something. I don't know. But if you tweet at me tentacles, then I will know that you listen to the entirety of this podcast and I will be a big fan of yours.
1: Maybe you can tell them that they have chlamydia. Oh, they definitely have chlamydia. (laughs) Everyone listening to this podcast now has chlamydia. (laughs) Oh boy. Oh, and with that, Sam, thank you so much. This is awesome.
2: Thank you, guys. My absolute pleasure.
0: Wow, thank you, Sam, for that pretty, stinking, majestic interview. Hmm, I guess we hadn't covered everything already Eddie with him last week.
1: And I feel like there's even more to cover. I would love to have Sam back on and talk to him, do a top five or something. He's just so much fun. So be sure to follow him on all the social media platforms. I always get a kick out of his posts. And, of course, if you're in the need, be sure to check him out on Cameo.
0: This week's episode is brought to you in part by Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota uh, beautiful, it's also clean. Darwin,
1: Minnesota is serviced by West Central Sanitation, a local family-owned company for all your garbage and recycling needs.
0: So all you Darwinites and visitors, after you finish that delicious can of Diet Chocolate Soda, be sure to put the empty can in the nearest recycle bin, and West Central Sanitation will do the rest.
1: Wow! And will they recycle my empty beer cans that I have to pop for myself each time I see the Twine Ball, too?
0: Of course! They are the, and I quote, good neighbors you've come to trust. That's, and I quote, great to hear! But what if I have a bunch of trash,
1: like rotten pickled wieners that fell under the seat or something, and they're starting to smell even worse than fresh pickled wieners? Can they help me with that, too? They sure can.
0: Or, you know, there's always the alternative.
1: The alternative?
0: Yeah, you can just toss your trash out the car window once you reach the neighboring town of Dassel. That place is pretty much a dump already, anyway.
1: So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next expedition. Discover Darwin, more than just the twine ball. And after you visit Darwin, Minnesota, be sure to visit discoverdarwin.biz.
0: Today's episode is brought to you in part by Joe and Stashu from Waiting for Lunch Radio. Waiting for Lunch Radio is a freeform radio show inspired by mixtapes and zines, playing a wide range of crazy music and hot, fresh, demented ear food. Waiting for Lunch Radio is not available wherever you get your podcast because it's on Mixcloud. But don't you worry, you can find it at waitingforlunch.com.
1: Tummy grumbling for some delicious programming? Waitingforlunch.com will cure your pangs. Just follow the aroma of freshly baked and curated audio bites with a side of musical adventures and mashed potatoes. Mmm, potatoes. Your hosts, Joe and Stashu, love potatoes. Leave a request. Demand or your best hangry impression by calling 313 883 9275. Order ahead at waitingforlunch.com. A radio zine
0: that's a treat and something for your brain to eat. Each week, we're able to bring you our podcast absolutely free thanks to our sponsors, Brito Brito, Discover Darwin, Jackson Scoggins, David Grant at Wolfandwolf.com, and now on TikTok, Joe and Stashu from Waiting for Lunch Radio, and Angel Valenzuela and David Cash.
1: And thanks to our amazing close personal friend Patreon supporters, Jared, Jake, Javier, UH Jeff, Zeb, Allison Blair, Frank from the Bank, and Kenneth. And thanks to Spunky
0: and everyone else in our pretty stinking majestic
1: Patreon family.
0: If you enjoy our family-friendly weekly Weird Al podcast, please consider supporting us at patreon.com 2000inch or by picking up some pretty, stick, and majestic official Dave and Ethan's 2000inch Weird Al podcast merchandise. We just launched our brand new line of Discover Darwin products and I got myself a really pretty, stick, and majestic Discover Darwin t-shirt. And I also picked up a really cool Gill and Chill mug And this amazing gill and chill beach blanket. It is so awesome. You can check out all that stuff and more over at shop.2000inch.com.
1: Grab your copies of Black and White and Weird all over the lost photographs of Weird Al Yankovic 1983-1986 to 1986, and check out our special book series where author John Bermuda Schwartz walks us through the book page by page and picture by picture. We just released bonus episode 7 Centimeter on Patreon earlier this week and bonus episode 3 Centimeter will drop for everyone else on Saturday. Patreon supporters get to hear all bonus episodes early and don't you forget it!
0: We love hearing from our listeners and other Weird Al fans, so join our Facebook community and post about Weird Al by visiting group.2000inch.com. And we also absolutely love it when we receive voicemail via our 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347-spatula. You might even hear your message on a future episode. For everything about our podcast, including incredible past
1: episodes and guests, be sure to visit weirdoutpodcast.com or 2000inch.com. And keep up on new episodes, podcast news, and events by following at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And thank you, especially you, yeah you, for subscribing and leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addicts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the podcast app of your choice.
0: Thank you once again to our guest, Sam Levine, and also thank you to Frank from the Bank Sanchez and UH Jeff Nussera. Thank you to the Grammy Award-winning Jim Kimo West for our incredible theme song, and thank you to Weird Al Yankovic, as this podcast probably would not exist without him. And a big thank you to you, our listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone else who makes our podcast possible.
1: Thank you for listening to Dave and Ethan's 2000-Inch Weird Al Podcast, and always remember to gill and chill. Hey, Dave and Ethan, you,
0: you guys want to come and check out this new TVA bot? <laughs> you won't believe how big it is.
1: Oh, sorry, Frank. I, I can't. I, I'm busy this weekend.
0: Oh, really? You're busy? Literally five minutes ago, you passed me a note saying that you were completely free, and I quote... Willing to literally do anything to get out of the house. Well, Dave, as
1: you and Frank both know, I will be busy with my big comedy music gig in North Adams, Massachusetts.
0: I thought your gig was Thursday.
1: Shut up, Dave! Frank doesn't know that!
0: That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 121-inch.
1: Now with more episodes than The Muppet Show. Coming up, coming up.
0: You don't understand what this is. You don't understand how huge this is.